0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. I'm going to turn off for a moment the video, restart the video, hold on. Okay, hopefully this is going to work. Ruchamavayim again, Moshem Hashem. Ruchamavayim, Moshem Hashem. Berachnu Chavese Hashem. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. This video is again not working. Okay, we have to figure out a solution for this. I don't know what. This week's parsha, parsha zlech We've spoken before, a little, um, it's a big simcha, but yet it sounds a little bit or actually, not such a joyous occasion, as in Eretz Israel today, they're going to start saying, l'sayn tal umat al Zayin when they started saying, I'm sorry. Whereas, in Chutzlaretz, we don't say it for quite a while yet. We won't say it till December. So we're going to have a little bit of a Separation. From Acheinu B'nai Yisrael and Etz Yisrael where they're going to be saying one fila and we will be saying another. Halacha Nigei Lamaissa The actual halacha, as far as action is concerned, anyone that travels now to Eretz Yisrael and comes back to Chutz Laretz would have to continue saying the same Talamata Lebracha. If, however, they're a chazan, then they would say, the same Talamot, the bracha, quietly, and the same bracha for the for the tzibah. This is in Shmanesre in the bracha of Borech Aleinu. For those of us that in Shmenesrei, for those of us who don't, obviously this is not going to affect us either way on the Richter scale. But the point actually being, though, how it becomes, as I see it, al Kapanam a little bit of a separation in Kal Yisrael. And to me, that's, I don't know, it bothers me sometimes, where part of the nation is doing one thing and part of the nation is doing something else. Khal Yisrael thrives on actus, on unity. When we are united, we are one. We are children of Hashem. That's the way Khal Yisrael exists. Okay, we're going to start now on the video. I hope with Parshas Lech Lecha. The name of the Pasha, Lech Lecha. First thing, Taylor tells us on the first about the first Jew, which is Avraham Avinu, is the commandment that our Pasha opens up with. Our Pasha begins with, Hashem lecha This is a famous teach that the melamed would translate in yeshiva the yiddish translation would not be lech lecha just go for you but geifadir but gave lech go geifadinet Go for your benefit. Okay, this video situation is a catastrophe. Definitely, I have to get a new computer. I'll have somebody figure out how to fix this one. To make one more valiant attempt. The Pasha begins, go for your benefit. And the name of the Pasha is Lech Lecha Generally, Torah being perpetual, and its lessons are perpetual for all times and all places. Here too, there's a perpetual message for all Jews the commandment Lech lecha. go for your benefit it's not happening it teaches us the first thing and the main thing that is asked from a Jew, that is required from a Jew is to go go, travel move forward always be in a status of moving always be in a status of advancing a Jew cannot be complacent a Jew cannot, be, can sta- cannot stand still and just take things for granted a Jew needs to be a journeyman he needs to always be on the move However, when we look throughout, we go further into the Pasha we find very close to this commandment of Lech Lecha, a little happening goes on, which is not exactly conducive for traveling and for moving up in life. The passage tells us, There was a hunger In the land, and Avram went down to Mitzrayim. So Avram Avinu took the initiative here to leave the Holy Land and to go down to the land of Egypt. Why? Because of the hunger, the impending hunger that was happening to the Jews. That was happening to the. The world actually, to their whole area. What happens? Because he goes down, he has to go with his wife. At the time, they were both called Avram and Sarai. He did not have a hay in his name, and in her name ended with a hay, not with a yud. Well, he we went down to, with her. She ends up going to the house of Pari. Terry tells us, Haisha, based Pari, was taken to the house of Pari. And although Akkadish Baruch protects her from, God forbid, any kind of foul play or anything unpleasant happening to her fact was she was taken to the house of Pari and this concept is very painful to think about very painful to imagine and therefore a question comes about in a parsha called Lech Lecho, that you should go how is it possible that this parsha, which should sound so joyous so exciting, so happening, how is it possible this Pasha should boast or should carry or should have such a mishap of a story where Sarah ends up in the palace of Pari. An example that we could perhaps bring about here to explain such a thing is what's learned in Talmud Bavli. It's known the difference between Talmud Yerushalmi and Talmud Bavli, which means the Talmud which was written in the Bovil, the Babylonian and there was another Talmud which was written in Yerushalayim area. Talmud Yerushalmi, as it's known doesn't have that many questions and dealings of final laws rather it goes straight to the maskana, it goes straight to the actual how the law is, what the law has to be, how we have to practice on the other hand Talmud Bavli has many different questions and back and forths and only after toiling and discussing and the actual involvement in it do we actually manage to come about to come to finally come to a conclusion of halakha but still in all when there is such a concept a makhlik as it's known a dispute between two the halakha is according to Babli if there is a dispute between Babli and Yerushalmi in Babli it says one law and Yerushalmi should say a different law the halakha the law would be according to the Babli and that's the end, end game, as we call it. Why? Because only because we toil, and we go back and forth, and we use the grab a finger, like it's called, the thumb, to go back and forth on the questions, do we come to the depth of the halacha. In other words, in essence, the question is actually part of the response. So too, Avram's going down to Egypt. According to the layman's look, according to our first glance, as we'd say, this is a very bad urede, this is a very bad drop in his status. But in but in the true point of his going down, the going down itself was part of the going up. What's lechlecho? What's go to you? Go for your benefit. The actual going down, the tachlis shayirida, was in order to make an aliyah. The whole reason. For the going down was in order that it should bring about and cause a much higher rise. We see the end, like, the end game. Avraham goes up from Mitzrayim at the end of the at the end of the story. Loaded up with sheep and all different animal stock, livestock and a lot, a lot of gold and silver. Same by Abraham you know. This going down was part of his going up. Just as that, same is also a lesson to all our generations. The fact that we go down into this time in Gullus, which Galos seems so, so decadent and low and painful... ultimately this brings about a much higher and a much more successful and a much more spiritual existence. Because, only because we had the third Besamikdash, we're going to have the third Besamikdash, sorry, only because of this can we have the third Besamikdash. Where on the third based says, Godly cover the bay and Arishan. it will be greater the glory of this house than of the first. When we think into a situation, the worldly situation in which we live in, and we see the dark, dark moments. The darkness that prevails over our lives and that involves and revolves throughout our daily life. Some of us would tend to sometimes say, I'm ready to end it all. I give up. It's hopeless. I have no choice. I have no chance. How can I overcome this darkness? How can I illuminate the world with the light of and Mitzvah? Through many, many dark moments that people are subjected to and go through. Obviously, one of the ways is talking it out putting it out, getting it out of the person's mind and heart passing it on to somebody, to an authority that will appreciate the values of the person to an extent that they will tell the person and they will show the person and they will enlighten the person how I cannot condone the gollus but I know that the goalus is bringing us to a better place as we see with Avram Avinu going down to Egypt on the outside this definitely looks like the worst thing that could have possibly happened going from the highest level in, in the Holy Land of Israel and to go down to something that is the total opposite of a blessing but the ultimate end game here and the inside Scoop, as we would want to call it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu ultimately runs the world. And no matter what we see, and no matter what we feel, and what we go through, and what we hear, this drop is part of the rise. The rise that will come from it. And it will ultimately be elevated and purified. We might, not, we might not even see it the opposite we see the worst of the darkness the dark of the dark but this is all about to reach the light the greatest light of the the redemption may be quickly in our days and many of us go through trials and tribulations hardships and we sometimes feel very alone we feel there's nobody out there for us, there's nobody out there looking for us there's nobody out there that cares about us there's nobody out there that wants to has our well-being in mind and we turn to despair and God, heaven forbid how many people have succumbed to that despair? Tells us the Teda that no, we need to grow stronger. What in America the American expression is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. This needs, now that you're sitting alive, and although you've seen so many different things happen, so many people die around you, and you've even seen people that took their own lives and you get a jealous pang that they had the guts to get out of this world and you're still here sometimes it'll take you a day a week, a month, a decade till you find actually that lifeboat that would never have come across, come around had you not hit this bottom rock like you did now We have to have siyata d'shemaya that we do find it, and when we do find it, we need to reach out, and we need to grab it. We need to get into the boat. We need to climb on, and we need to let the boat take us to safety. We need to let the boat feel drive us and keep us in the in the best possible place that we have for us. It's hard develop that rapport, it's hard to develop that connection but that is what this darkness has caused that the person should ultimately be able to find a light they're about to go down to Egypt Abram has foresight that there's going to be problems here with life And He tells her, I know that you are a beautiful woman. And therefore, there's going to be problems. There's going to be problems. I'm worried that they're going to try to say, when the Egyptians will see you, the is his wife. They'll kill me. And they'll let you live. was very concerned that they would take his wife and because it was his wife although there was no written laws yet about this but common decency common morality existed and here too, in Mitzrayim, in Oret, the lowest of the lands, they had just that. To an extent that a man would not go and steal another man's wife. If a woman was a married woman, that was respected. But they had a solution to that problem. That was making the woman no longer be a wife of that man. They killed him. They killed the man. So now you have no wife. Now, now you have no husband. So now you're available. So Avm tells his wife, Imrino, please say, Achoi siot, you're my sister. Why? The man Tavli ba'avurech will be good because of you for me. The nafshi bigolech, and my soul will live because of you. Wow! Wow! He didn't ask her and say, Sarah, we have a problem. We're coming to Egypt. And these people are nuts. And they're going to want you as a wife. And they're going to know the only way they can do that is by killing me. What should we do? But rather he tells her what he's going to do. He gives her the plan. Tell them, you're my sister. Why? Mm-hmm. Hey, but he says to Emily, no, please say. I'm doing this without asking you. Mm-hmm. You'll ask why it has to happen to let you know this is a, a non negotiable, as we say, situation. Don't ask questions. They'll see we're having these conversations like this, they'll know this is probably my wife. Yiru, ki Yiru Aisach, they'll see you and I together in that way, they'll think your husband, with a lower husband and wife. Don't ask any questions. Because asking questions, you definitely may brought my wife. Therefore he tells her to begin with, get this out of your mind, and just understand and grasp. Be friends. We act like friends, we act like brother and sister. Not like husband and wife. Why am I commanding you this? Why, Achrisi? Why don't I just walk away from you? Let them say that this is Ish Nochri. The man yitav. it should be good if he was a nakri then they wouldn't bother asking about him and therefore he's telling her it's not enough that you're going to say these words in order to make things better According to the actual translation of the boss, it's not enough to just take this carte blanche that he has this conversation with her, just don't say anything, just do say don't are trying he was trying to avoid an old course that anyone should think their husband and wife. We said that before. And he says, The and it will give us life. Give life. The is the most pure way of doing it. That he wants to give life throughout the times of hunger, and he's stressing the nafshi. My soul will live. What is he hinting by this? A tzaddik can satisfy his soul. But here he uses a double language. He says, because of you. And I will live because of you. Why is he double this? Because there are two things that he's hinting at, he's implying here. First is it should be good for him. His sister is good physically, and more so, I'll remain alive. And the Razal tell us, the sages tell us, on the Pasikim, they'll see this, all that's going on here, and Baruch will be forced to give them children. What would happen? She's going to go to hide herself. She'll go into the house of Pari. Mm-hmm. What has to happen then? Mm-hmm. What has to happen then? The, she becomes a Saita. But since she didn't sin, so as a a woman, a wayward woman, the Allah we discussed many times, of a woman that the husband suspects was sinning with another man, she's given to drink a certain water. And if she indeed sin, very sad story. If she did, if she didn't sin. Then she becomes pregnant and has beautiful children. And then the Torah goes on to say, if it's what this, if she had children, she has better children. If she had, all the different things that the Torah tells us, but the fact is, she becomes pregnant, and here Sarah was barren. She didn't have any children yet. So therefore, Abrahamina says, if you go into the house, and then we'll have to check on what happened, and we'll know that nothing happened. So therefore, you will become pregnant. We see the same thing as with Hannah, Shmuel and of his mother, who also tells HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Who also tells the Almighty that if I have to remember the wording, and I unfortunately don't. Since she was not pregnant, she did not have children. In Tfil-Azhana, she prays also that I will go and I will hide, implying that also I will do the same thing. I'll make it look as if I did something wrong, and my husband would take me to the Beisamigdash to the temple, and I would have to drink the water, and then I become pregnant. So, this was here ultimately the plan of action between Avram and Sarah saying to act as my sister. A sister we know. HaKadosh Baruch who makes reference as well to the Klal Yisrael. Where he says, Come into my garden, my sister, my Kala. And of course, we know the famous Maimer, Basi the of the Rebbe, explaining why a khaisi and the level of a khaisi the level of sister and how a sister is attached and close to a brother, to a sibling, and what happens and how it works, that they can cause, spiritually speaking, so many things greater As we have the connection between us and God, as a kala. But here, the he Avichai calls us not only a, a kala, but also as a sister, which is such a usually the closest relationship between siblings or brothers and sisters. We find ourselves in Golas and we don't understand what it's all about we're here in this Golas and we're suffering we're here in this exile and we're going through trials and tribulations on a daily basis how do we crawl out of this how do we get ourselves out or are we in charge at all? The famous story. A fellow that came from the Holy Land of Israel to the not so holy land of the United States of America. Barak Hashem he was making he was marrying off a child, he was making a wedding, but unfortunately financially he was not able. So he heard that you come to New York and you hire a driver, and these drivers usually know the way around to all the houses that have that give help that help with weddings. And he'd go and he'd collect the money for the wedding. So he arranges with the driver five o'clock in the morning in the a.m. tomorrow morning meet me outside this and this shul outside this and this shul and I'll take you around and you'll be covered after a week or so you'll be covered and me just give commission don't pay me by the hour don't pay me by the day whatever you'll make you'll give me a percentage the man says fine 5 o'clock in the morning quarter to 5 he's after the mikve ready all excited standing outside the shul waiting 5 o'clock 5.15 it's getting a little chilly 5.30 and he says okay this is not happening guy stood me up what should I do? quarter to six he goes into the Bismardish, opens up a Tehillim and starts saying Tehillim what else can we do? he goes into the shul sitting there with Dov and himself saying Tehillim and he's reading Tehillim with great fervor I mean listen (laughs) he's in a situation here he came all the way here to America and he thought that he's going to raise money for the wedding and now he's at a standstill. His hands are tied. Yid walks into this and sees this guy shaking away over the hill and crying bitter tears. He says, this guy's got got the moves. I'm sure his prayers are accepted above. I'll tell you, he goes over to me and says, I'll tell you what, mister. I see that you're a serious person. And your your prayers are very sincere. And I'm sure that your prayers are accepted above. I need a prayer. I need a prayer. My name is such and such. My mother's name is such and such. Please pray for me. I'll let you know how things work out later. Well... We all know of the concept that if you daven for your friend and you need actually the same situation, you also need a help. You need a salvation. You need something that's going to help you, pull you out of where you have to pull out of. Hakadosh Baruch answers you first, and so man took the five hundred dollars it's a start he didn't know how much he would raise today anyway and he sat there saying Till him with this man in mind as well
1: he had himself in mind and he had this
0: man the guy gave him five hundred dollars he'd offer him as well the guy asked him do you have a phone he says, "Yeah, but it's not really. I can't really use it here. It's just an Israeli number, but I have to. Get it. it costs me a lot of money to use." He says, "Never mind. Give me the number. I'll call you when I have results." Okay. In neglectfully gives him the number, and the man leaves. Man leaves, and he remains saying till him. Hours pass. 10, 10.30 in the morning. He took a little break for shakras, for davening. And he gets, his phone's ringing. Che, phone's ringing. He answers the phone. I want He says, yeah. I'm the guy that gave you the $500 today to say to them where are you now? so where am I? same place I was before this matters. my driver never showed up I'm coming there don't move and a little while later this man shows up again takes out an envelope he says I had to go to court today I had a crazy case so I went to court and it was a pretty serious situation and there was no way I could do this without a lawyer so I retained a very expensive lawyer actually and I waited in court for the lawyer my case had to be a quarter to ten my lawyer is not here at 9.15, 9.30 it's a quarter to ten, I gotta go in front of the judge I have no choice. I know I'm innocent. I feel innocent. He came in front of the judge. The judge says, "You have a lawyer." He says, uh, "Well, no. he says, you don't have a lawyer." He says, "Not really." So the judge says, "You know what?" He tells the court, "This guy came with a high high profile lawyer. This guy who knew that he was must be definitely innocent." Didn't even bother hiring a lawyer. I didn't want to hear the case. This guy's right. Out you go, boom! Stamps the papers. So I had in my pocket. He says to him, "He's standing in front of this guy. I had in my pocket prepared for the lawyer the amount that he asked for, which is five thousand dollars. But it must be." your tehillim that exonerated me from this whole case that saved me and made this thing work for me therefore you did better than my lawyer did you with your tehillim did better than my lawyer did with his law practice and I'm going to give you the money instead and He gave him the five thousand. And he said, by the way, he says Vostus. So he tells him I'm here because my daughter's getting married, a child's getting married, whatever it was. And I have to go back to that cell for the wedding. I have to pay for the wedding, I came to try to collect the money. So okay, you made today fifty five hundred dollars. He said, that's not bad. How much more do you need? She so told him how much he probably needs. So don't give me probably, tell me exactly. So I won't know exactly till the day of the wedding. It's he okay. Here's you have my number. Go back to Israel, Buzun eight. When you have the exact number, call me. I will send you the money. And Kachavah, he sent him the money for the wedding. Here we see, ladies and gentlemen, Rabbi Isai, We're not in control. It's not us. We have actually no say in the matter. It's all in the hands of God. When God wants, even a broom can shoot. An old expression they used in my grandparents' house. And this, therefore is a lesson that we have here. Although we're down in the lowest of exiles in the horrific lowest levels of exile, we need to always remember it's not us that's running the world, it's Akkadj Barakum. And he knows how to drive. Don't tell him how to drive. Come along for the ride. And just do what you can do to be a better Jew. That rhymed, I think. Chazal tell us why my alarm is going. I don't know. Abraham Avinu was three years old when he recognized God. Afterwards. He took to a life mission of spreading belief in God throughout the world. It's the brings tells us this. He gets thrown into a burning furnace because of his belief in God. But the Torah tells us And skips the entire chapter of his life from the beginning to move on to tell us in the last Pasha we heard that Avram was born and this Pasha God is already talking to him to get out on your mission. At this point in time Avram Avina was 75 years of age. Not enough That the Torah doesn't find it necessary or fit to paint the whole picture here of Avram's life before this commandment. In single words, it says, <laughs> "Nayach is Sadik tom." <laughs> Nayach was a tzaddik tom, complete. Spoke about last week. At the end of the Pasha, and the Torah is enumerating all the family of Terach, it mentions Avram, a member of the family. It doesn't say Avram was born and he was an Ishtadik, he was a Tom, he was a this or a that. Avram was born. Thank you, Mazel Tov, break a glass. End game. we see that the Torah here is asking or the Torah is seeking to bring out a point. To bring out a focal point of the Jewish nation. Not giving us a full picture of a in his life until Pashat Lechukah. This teaches us this commandment Heads forth, as we say, began the life of the Jew. So much so that Avram Avinu, like every other person, lived a regular life. But his understanding and his seichel understood, and this gave him, the foresight gave him, the atzlacha to reach to achieve recognition of the God, of Creator, God the Creator. This is a very, very high level. And therefore, in this fact, Avraham Avinu was one of a kind. still don't find, though, Avraham being exalted, is sadik tamim haye this connection with God as high as possible as you can get has its own boundaries and therefore it's bound to the understanding and the recognition of the human mind although uh, Avram Avinu himself was ready to be meisanefesh to sacrifice his own life for the sake of the name of God. This is still in within the realm of of person's understanding of a person's lifestyle. The connection with the Jew and HaKadosh Baruch Barakhu is not one that comes logic. Doesn't we can't build it through logic. This is a connection with our own very essence. The connection between a Jew and Baruch Hu is like that of a father and a son. And that the son understands that he's literally part of the father. This is the deep and wondrous connection of the person with his kekhas, with his strengths. That he can't even, doesn't usually, is not able to usually achieve. Mm. Baruch Hu chose the Jewish nation and gave them this great strength, gave them this connection between them and the Baruch Therefore, it says in the Haggadah. Kervanu Hamokkaim lavedasei. Hashem Baruch Hu brought us closer to His service. This very concept is brought out with Lech Lecha, where tells Avram, "Leave everything that you had until now, and go to the t- higher level, which is." incomparatively greater with this commandment HaKadosh Baruch Hu raises up Avraham Avinu Baruch commands Moshe Avram to go, leave everything behind, elevates Avram Avinu into a situation, into a level of a person, the regular person, and turns him into a Yehudi, a Jew, a person that's bound with the very essence of God. And the average person doesn't achieve that. This is also the connection between HaKadosh Baruch and the Jewish nation. It begins, as we said before, with Lech Lecha. Each and every one of us needs to find a way to thrive and to strive, to go higher and higher. Above what we think we can, we can do, when we think we've reached the capacity of what we're we're able and capable of, that's when we need to push and go even further. When you met a Jew till now, you let him know you were Jewish. Did you let him know how Hush of the terror was, how great the terror was, etc. The person begins immediately on their mission, embarks on their mission, completing God's will. And this is also bound with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and His essence, the essence of the neshama, the opposite, just the opposite. It keeps, by keep, keeping the raton of Hashem, the wants of, of God, you can reach afterwards to the understanding that one needs to achieve. The Rebbe says, that he heard once a story from his father-in-law, previous Rebbe. A Chassid once came and said, I am I am I'm imp- My faith is imperfect. He came to the Tzemaq with this problem. Some asked. Who cares? This bothers you? Chassid replied with great feeling. How can I ask you ask such a question? I, I'm a Jew. Uh, of course it bothers me. How can it not bother me? What kind of question is that? And he was in tears. Some said, Your reply proves that you're a greater Jew than you ever can imagine. You're a believer, a greater believer than you ever imagined. All stories of righteous Jews we can always take lessons from. When a person feels their chasemunah, they're lacking faith the mere fact that they feel it shows and proves how much faith they actually have deep in your soul deep in your neshama it's covered up whereas Hasidus explains there's a barrier between your internal self and your external self the very knowledge of this directs the person to work towards removing and undoing this barrier so that they may serve Hashem fully and full heartedly. When Avram goes through the several trials and tribulations in our pasha Akalish Baruch comes to him and tells him, Fear not Avram. There is much reward for you. And this is a goal that we all need to live by. And a motto, an alma mater that we all need to live by. Understanding and knowing how much a who loves us, how much there is in this world for us to accomplish, for us to live, live by. And although there is so much asked of us, and we feel that it's not something we could ever achieve, one may never say never, one should never feel, has Shalom despair, they can't do it, they can't make it. One always needs to fig- to see and to strive. to be a stronger and a better Jew. Now, should help us as we go now, Zion which is the time that the Jew that came back from Yerushalayim, after being there for the holidays, the Sukkot, the Jew that lived in the furthest point away from uh, Yerushalayim and traveled by foot home he finally arrives home on Zion Khejun. And that's why we now can ask for rain. Because now, everyone is home safe. So we don't have to worry that this Jew is going to get drenched. The Jew is going to get flooded. Has some something could happen to him. So therefore, we're allowed to ask now of St. Talamot LeVracha. So with this true actus, this true unity... We should all join together this very Zion, Cheshveni, Yerushalayim, yerak before Shkiyaz HaKam, yet before the sun goes down. And we should all merit to stand in the third Beis HaMikdash with Mashiach Tzidkeno tonight have a wonderful Shabbos to all.